0: Like, can we play Battleship? Is there is there an assignment today? Do we have task cards? Can we play Battleship? I'm like, yeah, of course. So they are when they ask for it, you know that they're having a good time. Hi, I'm Kristen. I'm Hannah, and welcome to Coffee Teacher Pete Podcast, where we talk all things teaching over a cup of coffee.
1: While your coffee is brewing, make sure to tell a, a friend and follow us on social media at Coffee Teacher Peapod. This episode
0: from the Teacher's Lounge is all about engagement strategies. Hannah, what are you drinking today?
1: I'm drinking San Pellegrino Lim- Limonata.
0: Ooh, that's one of my favorite flavors. Good call. Oh,
1: she's holding yeah. it up
0: for me to see, just in case I wasn't aware
1: of what that was. <laughs> so I usually drink this at the end of the day during daycare duty. And the first couple of times I brought it down, I got some interesting faces, but I was like, "It's water. Yeah, it, it,
0: uh, yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those cans that looks like it could be sparkling alcohol. <laughs> I don't, What is that called seltzer? There it is.: Yes. Yeah. Which I worried, not. yeah, no, I've worried sometimes that I'll grab the wrong thing out of the fridge because <laughs> they look so similar. <laughs> Show up one day and I'm like, oh, no, I've never <laughs> done that. <laughs> I'm very purposeful about what I bring to school. <laughs> Just anyway.
1: Well, and right now you're, you're by yourself in your classroom. So if you were to accidentally do that, it wouldn't be the end of the world. That is true. And no, anyone is concerned out there in the world.
0: Even better now I'm teaching from home. For this week so <laughs> no one would have to know if I accidentally grabbed the wrong thing
1: <laughs> so what are you drinking right now I
0: am drinking a cup of coffee which has been a while on here I think and I've got of course my pumpkin pie spice international delight creamer in there and I'm drinking it out of my dream <laughs> Ray Dunn mug dream <laughs> all right Hannah let's talk engagement strategies. So one of the biggest, you know, engagement strategies as of late is gamification. What is one of the things that is your favorite thing to do in the classroom?
1: So I did this more when I had devices in my classroom. So this was when I was teaching fifth grade and I've talked about it before. It was GimKit. Man, those kids loved freezing each other. They Mm -hmm. loved earning all the dollars. They liked earning Jolly Ranchers if they won. It was, it was the best. And then during distance learning last spring, when we got done talking through the assignment, we would play GimKit, not curriculum related. And they love that too. So I really love GimKit because I feel like it's engaging for those kids that really, maybe they don't like writing. And they're just like, eh. but they really like winning. And I think that's the big part of engagement strategies when we're talking about gamification is that it, it gets that kid who would rather be playing football right now to engage and play and enjoy what he's doing and realize, Oh wait, I'm learning. I don't want to be learning. I want to be playing football, but he's so competitive or she is so competitive that we, we get her or him involved because they want to win. Mm-hmm.
0: I think winning instinctively is a human being's like, it just gets anybody excited. Maybe not anybody, but a large amount of people get excited about the possibility or the chance of winning, even if, as we say in my room, the points don't matter and everybody wins. (laughs) So (laughs) because otherwise, there's some people getting mad because it's natural. and getting their feelings hurt Mm -hmm. but if you just remind them in the beginning that this is supposed to be fun and I'm trying to not just hand you some task cards and say shh go away (laughs) that's the old stuff we don't do that anymore right so GimKit I wish we've talked about this before I wish we could use Mm GimKit in my district maybe someday be awesome Uh, anything else that you
1: wanted to talk about gamification wise so that's where I I have a hard time with gamification, not for any reason other than I need to practice doing it. Mm -hmm. I need to research it more. And this is something I feel like you do really, really well at. So why don't you talk about what you do? Thank you. I feel I thank you. (laughs) Give your brain a kiss.
0: So (laughs) I, (laughs) I uh, I asked a coworker if you were to tell me one thing that you think I do really well, like at school or in the classroom what would that be and she said the same thing and that was really it's a morale booster for sure but i think i just have i've been to enough pd's i've been to i don't know i i know what i like and i know that turning something normal or boring like task cards that we have to get them to do you know and the idea of task cards is so great cuz you're like all right i'm going to put them up around the room and then they have some movement in in there but re- in the reality After a while, after doing the same thing over and over and over again, it's really hard and they're not into it. So I've tried to take things that I like and games that I like and turn them into classroom fun things. So the first big one is escape rooms. I love escape rooms. I wrote a grant for Breakout EDU uh, through my PTA four or five years ago and got four kits and uh, access to their online library. But I also could make my own and use. You know, it comes with locks and two boxes, different sizes. And I remember my first one was like a like a Starbucks. It wasn't Starbucks, but I wore my husband's old Starbucks apron. It was uh, Frazioni's like pizzeria, and it was like a fraction-based like breakout with <laughs> with pizza, and it was so much fun. I just remember the kids coming in, going like, oh! like I had p- Italian music playing and just super cheap plastic uh, tablecloths and stuff. And this year it's a little harder to do, you know, the actual in-person. It depends on if you're in person in general, but it's kind of hard to do the the all out room transformation, like escape room that I like doing. But luckily a lot of teachers pay teacher sellers do digital escape rooms. And that makes it super easy for kids to do something fun while they're having to learn online. So we purchased a bundle of science escape rooms and that is like once a unit, we throw that in there and it, it it goes beyond the task card aspect of it. And it's, it makes it like, okay, write down all your answers and, you know, try to solve the ciphers or the clues that your answers like in each section. I, I don't know. I, I really like it. and I know a bunch of kids like it, but the <laughs> funny part is some kids don't like it which I don't know why that's funny but it's just not my personality to not like a good challenge. So, I've had to adjust that and and make it okay, either so do all the questions and then either try and break out or just put the answers in the spreadsheet or the like Google form and like you're done. Like some kids are like I just want to do exactly what you tell me to do and get the task cards out of the way and then I'm done. So, I've had to adjust that for my virtual class. <laughs> but I think it's, it's just something different and everybody loves a good escape room. We had so many open up in the past few years that we even went to one as a school and we did grade level escape rooms. It was so fun.
1: Like teachers did them or your kids?
0: Teachers, me, um, my principal, we have some money in the beginning of every year. And instead of spending it on like food or like stuff for us, it was more get to know you while also (laughs) escaping uh, a room and it was so much fun and and what a good like morale builder. But anyway, uh, I think the escape rooms are fun and I've tried to do more things like that. Quizzes is always a great one. The kids just, they love the little boosters like you were talking about, like freeze your friend or like send this to a kid and they get half the amount of points or whatever it is. And so it's a, it's a incentive to do better. So they get those extra, like, boosts to take, take their
1: friends down. <laughs> Sounds terrible. I know. No, I get it. Ugh. Okay. So I think, do you want to talk about mystery picture?
0: Yes, I would love to. My coworker, Kristen Fairman, same first name, different last name. She is one of the people that I talked about in the last uh podcast episode where we went to the cast conference a long time ago and she was a fourth grade teacher and we got to know each other and became really good friends and now I like coerced her to come up to fifth grade super glad I did that but she had this game that she plays in person called mystery picture so in person and this is relates really well to what we have to talk about next which is incorporating movement so in person you have four pictures random pictures it's like kittens and like flowers and or it's like four different kinds of animals or whatever the heck anything you found online anywhere and underneath is just a spot uh for teams or individuals so in in class you played as teams and online you just play every individual let me just say in person first i'm like so excited i can't even talk straight (laughs) so (laughs) in class you have these up you can even have them in the front of the room and they are teams. so this is team like square and team circle, and team star, and team whatever shape, rectangle. And for every question that they do on the task card, they go check with the teacher. And if the whole team has got it right, they, yes, they go put a point on one of the four pictures, okay? What you tell the kids in the beginning, though, is every picture has a different point value, but they don't know what it is. So on the back, you write the point values. And if it's laminated, you just write it on the back in like white or dry erase and you can change it every time. But let's say the kittens are negative three and the dogs are five points and the the flowers are zero and the um, seagulls are seven. So at the very end, you flip them over and the kids see, okay, I have, you know, three points in the dogs and two points in the cat. and four points in the birds and four points in the um, flowers and they have to multiply by the amount. And like, obviously they're like, what's negative number. And you're like, just multiply by the number and stick a negative at the end. You're good to go. It, the kids have so much fun doing it because a, they're moving, they're getting up and they're having Mm -hmm. to check their answer with the teacher and then go put a mark on, underneath one of the pictures. But it's that competition, even though you have no control over who's going to be the winner kind of like the game called stinky feet you heard of that one i really don't know why it's called that (laughs) (laughs) it's stinky feet is similar in that there's a bunch of sticky notes up on the board and if you get a question right you can go pull a sticky note and on the back of it is a positive or negative number and that's the amount of points that you get so it's similar to that but it's just tallies on four pictures or whatever you want so online (laughs) with your boring old task cards you stick up in a um, like a PowerPoint or Google slide or whatever. Yeah. You put one question up at a time and all the kids have, we sent whiteboards home or you can just use, you know, paper You go, all right, kids on the top of your paper, you're going to put a square, a star, a triangle, and a circle. And then you show them like a chart. So it's the same thing. And we go, all right, this is the honor system. You are going to like, we're going to do the question and then you'll, you know, show me your answer or type it in the chat. So we do this and they all type their answer. And if they get, I tell them, if you get the answer right, you get to put a tally mark in one of the four categories. I have written down over here, what each category, what each shape is worth. And at the end, I'll show you, and then you'll calculate your points. One of you, somebody will win and you have no idea who. So it doesn't matter if you get all 10 questions, right? You could still hit the negative number that you put most of your tallies in and get you know, hardly any points. So it's fun for them because they just wanna know. I, I don't know why it's just fun. <laughs>
1: that sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I th- I think I would really like doing that with bigger kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know that my littles could do it. But I also had an idea of doing something similar like that while you're talking, but mm-hmm. having them build a picture. Mm-hmm. Like you give them like puzzle pieces. Yes. And they go build it on the whiteboard. So that takes away that math incorporation into whatever you're doing, Mm -hmm. but it's something that they could do. And then they could, I don't know, whatever.
0: That's funny that you say that my coworker has done that before. She has these random, I think they were from Dollar Tree puzzles. And it's, it's the same. Like if you get a question, right, you get one of your puzzle pieces and it's like the United States and you have to put it together. Uh, It'd be funnier too, if you had like four different puzzles and then it's just, like you have to build them as a whole class almost, uh-huh. but like which like puzzle that. did you get this piece from? And you have to kind of put it together. So it'd have to be maybe like.
1: Like baby ones, like yeah. six.
0: Yeah, exactly. Puzzles. That sounds That's really fun. fun. Mm-hmm. So it, talking about incorporating movement and having kids do things with you, what are some things that you really enjoy doing?
1: So I know you love task cards so much, but. <laughs> I do. I do because you can use them so many different ways. Yeah. And so that's why I really like them. Um, I like that I'm able to differentiate a little bit with test cards. I can say, okay, bud, you're going to do five where the rest of the class knows that they need to do 20 or, you know, whatever. I've also seen some task cards that are differentiated. Like they Mm -hmm. have one star, two star, three star. And you tell the student, okay, you do all the one star questions. You do all the two star questions. And I mean, that's so simple. That's way easier than printing off three different worksheets. And Mm -hmm. then it's not nearly as obvious. Like kids might notice that they're not going to the same cards, but they don't know what the stars mean you know mm-hmm. and so i think that's really neat and i did one a while back where they had to create compound words and mm. it was really really fun and it was it was a good break because i have because of covid i've had my kids stay pretty much in their seat all the time
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that day i was just like okay this is going to be something where they're moving pretty quickly. They're not going to be in each other's space for very long. So we're just going to do it, and we're going to see how it goes. They it went really well. Uh, this was before I brought all my kids back together. So there were only 10 and 7 kids in the class, mm-hmm. respectively. I don't know that I would be able to do it right now with 17 kids in the classroom. Um, but, I mean, I think task cards are such a nut. Non- awesome tool and like you said you can change how you use them so another thing that i have and i can't even tell you where i got it from it was on teacher pay teacher um but it's a label that you can put on an expo marker that says so and so's super special marker this will not be wasted or lost or something like that this is week i want to say this is like week 12 and I've only had one kid have their marker drive out. That's awesome. Yeah. And so those are their Expo markers, and we use them for math. We use them for uh, – we used them this week to do a Venn diagram on their desk. So the kids really, really love having, like, me me saying, okay, get out your super special marker. <laughs> and it's also a great way to have them have one marker that they're they're touching so if I do have them come to the board, like I've written something on there, and then they're using their marker rather than using one of my markers and me having to disinfect it.
0: Exactly. That's a great idea. Uh, we have markers and and supplies that they're supposed to hang on to. I mean, I haven't been in person yet, but I think that's what they're doing in the in-person classrooms. In mine, um, no, I love task cards. You could also. I was just thinking while you were talking. Funnily enough uh, that you could, if you have laminated task cards, you could put them outside and space them six feet apart so that they're sitting like on the grass or walking around the outside of the building at a certain area while you're doing that. And then at least they're spaced apart and it's outdoors. So you're not having to worry about like, Oh, this kid's spending too long at this one spot. At least it's outside.
1: Mm -hmm. Get them up and out. And then they can have a mask break too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then the last thing I have to talk about are plickers. Oh, I love plickers. Yeah, plickers are just a fun little formative assessment tool. It's a good way to incorporate them into when I would do direct instruction in fifth grade. I would incorporate plicker questions into my, for lack of a better term, lecture. (laughs) And so it was a good way to check in and see okay, they all answered A. But the answer is C. So I need to go back and reteach. And so it was a good way to remediate immediately while I was teaching. And so I really loved Plickers. And I'm using them again now. Just started using them. So I'm excited. Yeah. No, I
0: love Plickers. I haven't used Plickers in a while. I mean, I'm not in person. But if you are unfamiliar with Plickers, you print out or you can purchase cards that have QR codes on them. And the QR codes, each side that is up corresponds with a letter. So A, B, C, and D. And the kids rotate the cards based on their answer choice. And you you use your phone, an app on your phone, and you scan, just like move the phone scanning thing <laughs> across mm-hmm. the classroom as they all hold them up. And it tells you immediately... If they got it right or wrong, because it turns it red if it's wrong and green if it's right, you can see who and it records the data for you, so you could look at it afterwards. And it is great, and you can show them a graph of like how many kids got it right. It doesn't say who, like for them, but we're like, you know, they encourage each other. Come on, guys, let's try for a hundred percent. It's that's what a that's a that's a fun one and super easy and quick. You, do you stick yours on the inside of their journal or something? Like, where do you do you have it like a separate card or?
1: I bought the ones off Amazon this year nice. because I wanted, I wanted because they're not laminated, but they're mm-hmm. a heavier duty, and so there's something I can easily wipe down. Good. Um, I had in the past printed, and I would just keep and collect and re- like I would put a, I would give them back out and stuff like that. Oh, uh, I gotcha. And so you can either use it you can use it one of two ways where you just pass the cards out or you mm-hmm. can have the cards associated with specific kids. It just kind of depends on what you're wanting to do. Cool.
0: Love, love, love clickers. So to incorporate movement in my classroom, when we are in person, I love to do, I actually had, uh, uh near the end of last year near, I should say near March <laughs> when we stopped going to school, we were in our, um graphing unit coordinate graphing and so a couple years ago i decided when i was planning math that we should incorporate uh, a giant grid on the floor so that we could physically walk kids through the x and y coordinates we only do quadrant 1 in fifth grade and walking them through it helps a lot of them remember to do x before y and so I came up with the idea. I think I saw it on Instagram or whatever it was, but we had played, we play with them battleship with coordinate graphing. So it's a little bit different. Like in battleship, you, you, if you've ever played battleship, you understand how that works. It's not on the lines. It's like in between the lines. So this one, we just changed and, and it's on the, on the crisscrossed, you know, where the X and Y coordinates meet. And the kids would play against each other on regular pieces of paper. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a grid on the floor. What if I played the whole class against me? <laughs> Amazing. So I don't, uh, the kids don't actually put anything down. I'm not playing against them, but the, it's, I'm talking like a 10 foot, like grid on the floor, 10 by 10 foot grid. And <laughs> I have you know, these giant circles that I won and some weird kit game thing that I never used for the actual purpose, but those are perfect. And for, for when the kids get a hit for when they miss, I use like the, <laughs> the leftover, um, cards from a deck of cards that just don't fit into any of the other decks. Cause the kids can't, for some reason, like figure out how to keep one deck of cards together, like kids. I can't use these if you're gonna throw them around the room or whatever it is you do with them. So I have like a bag of leftovers, and we use that for misses. So the kids, I give them task cards, which is why I love task cards. I just don't love them like alone, right? Task cards alone. Uh, obviously, this year is different, but but I, I give them all. The task cards are just in a pile on one of the desks, and kids can go up. They usually play in pairs they answer the question and then I'm sitting up at the front of the room and I've got the answer key and my key as to where all of my battleships are. So I've put battleships on a piece of paper, they have to find them. So they tell me number five is C and I go, correct. And then they walk over to the grid, look around and tell me the coordinates and they have to say X and Y in that order. Otherwise, you know, I will tell them like, nope, that's not right. Yeah. No, I won't even, I'll be like, nope. And they're like, but, I'm like, nope, you put it well, in no, the wrong Well, no, I'm just saying it's
1: wrong because it's the opposite.
0: Oh, yes, that's true. So the kids are super excited to beat me. They just want to, they want to sink all my battleships. And I write on the board, like, what? there's one that's two, uh, two spots, two that are three, one's, one that's four, and one that's five. So I've put them all in a spot. And I'm just over here cackling because they, I always man, manage to stick them in a place where they never guess. And it's a giant grid. You'd think they'd be able to see the holes, but they do not. And so I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> sitting in the corner. And last year, uh, we had all the principals, all the elementary principals come visit our school for some reason. And... Isn't that just so fun? Yeah, I know. I think I knew they were coming. and And the principal just said like, they may be stopping inside some room. So I had one principal stop in. We were in the middle of doing it. It was fantastic. All the kids were working. We had this huge line and I'm just answering questions and like, uh uh-huh, yes, no, uh, hit, miss, whatever. And this principal is like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, we learned about coordinate graphing and now we are (laughs) playing Battleship while doing task cards about coordinate graphing. We're doing a two-in-one. He's like, wow, this is great. Can I take pictures? Like, Absolutely. He leaves, two more come in, take pictures, take pictures talk to each other, leave, two more come in, take pictures, take pictures, talk to each other, leave. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I just, I don't think that I'm the original person that had come up with this, but I, I don't know who to think. It just is one of my favorite lessons to do every year because every kid is super into it. And there's a couple that are like, do we, missing. Do we have to play that battleship game? I'm like, no, of course not. If you don't want to play, that's fine. I'm not going to get mad at you that you don't want to play a game. Like you, you do you. There's always those kids and I'm not mad. I'm like, no, oh, you don't want to play fine. Just come up here and check your answer and go do yeah, another means, one. And you know, means the line will be shorter. Exactly. <laughs> so I talked a really long time about that, but it is one of my favorite because we use it in every subject. So anytime I have task cards or like a graded assignment or anything for the entire like two weeks we do that unit we use the grid on the floor they're like can we play battleship is there is there is a time today do we have task cards can we play battleship i'm like yeah of course so they are when they ask for it you know that they're having a good time another thing that i have definitely gotten from get your teach on is glow day so i have adjusted it and i use it in different ways but i have three or four giant uh Black lights at home, at home <laughs> in the classroom, <laughs> and <laughs> so I stick those around the room, and then I kind of I use t- tape, like colorful. I think it's gaffer tape. Everything's on Amazon, and I try to look for things when they're on sale. But I put gaffer tape on these giant Jenga's that I have, and so the Jenga's are around the room. And the one big activity that I do with it is uh, when we're doing order of operations. I've got papers around the room so a for all of them is the easiest one all the a's in the room are super easy b's like so this is super confusing to talk about but i've got eight pieces of paper around the room and there's a on every paper so paper one you have a b c d e it's the five colors that match the colors of the gaffer tape on the jenga so i also have five answers the kids have to solve. I'm like, you can pick, you just have to do a certain amount. So I think I need you to do 16 questions or 10 or you pick. And if you have done all the A's and you've run out, like you have to do harder questions, but at least they have the choice of, I don't want to do the harder ones because I'm not comfortable doing that yet. So the kids will solve, find the answer, check with me, and then pull a Jenga piece that matches that color of the one that they did. So. It's fun because, like, they wear neon. We've got, we do everything in highlighter. They have this paper that it's, like, all lit up in highlighter. And it's just, you t- we have little disco ball things in the room. And we play music. And I miss it, man. <laughs> it's making me sad. How many
1: times do you do per day? Do you only year? do it with that one lesson?
0: Um, well, it was easier last year or the year before because I only taught math and science. So mm. <laughs> that was easier. Uh, I think I would, I probably do it twice a year. We did it for star review and I just, it's super easy to do. You just, you just turn the lights off and like have the muse highlighter and get out anything you have that's neon. You tell the kids to dress up. So we did star review and I just purchased like a star Wars themed review and it was where the, the papers are white. They stand out. The kids do all their work in highlighter. And they have little characters that they move across the board as they become like Jedi. And, and the characters stand out in color. And it's just, it's super easy to do. You just turn the lights off and like turn on black lights, you know? And it, yeah. it's not, you can use literally anything it. and it's super easy. So it takes a little bit of money to get started or maybe somebody you could borrow some black lights, but anything you can do that yeah. is different. The kids love it.
1: I, I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like looking things up. It's fine.
0: Just add to cart. Hey, if you go to my Instagram, I have a Amazon storefront. Storefront. Where if you click on things in there, I get like a teeny tiny commission. I'm an Amazon. I'm, a, I'm like the worst Amazon influencer you've ever seen because I'd never share anything. I always forget that I buy stuff that I could share it. But yeah, there are some classroom goodies in there if you want to take a look. Coffee, teach, mom, repeat. Check me out on Instagram. Like, subscribe, and follow, and hit the whatever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the last thing we need to talk about is how to engage the unengageable, and you kind of talked a little bit about you know giving kids the freedom to say, "I don't want to do this super fun thing. I'm Mm -hmm. still going to get my work done, but I don't want to do all this extra stuff." Mm -hmm. And I think that goes into building relationships. I think once you get that buy-in from those kids, mm-hmm. as soon as they realize that you care and that you understand... Um, I had a kid the other day that told me his sister took his Halloween goodie bag <gasps> uh, and pumpkin that I gave him for, for Halloween. <gasps> he was probably lying to me. But you know what I did? I gave him another bag and another pumpkin. Because, yeah. first off, I had extras. What was I going to do with them anyway? <laughs> but that gave him... The confidence to know, okay, Ms. Sawyer's believes me mm-hmm. and whether or not he was lying is on him and whatever, but he knows that like, I care about what's going on in his life to be like, well, here, like I've got you taken care of. Right. So I think that's a big thing. And then I think morning meeting, is such a big thing. I'm really terrible at it. <laughs> I I put in our notes morning meeting or whenever I think of it meeting yeah. or whenever a kid says, Miss Sawyers, we haven't done morning meeting in like three weeks. And you're like, <laughs> you know what? You're right. We haven't. I forget. And I do something that you talked about um, or that you're going to talk about. I do tell me something good and I have them tell me three things that are good that are happening in their life. Yay. And man, it it gets them. It gets them excited to share about their day.
0: Yeah. The only
1: bad thing is a lot of times they're telling me about how they're going to do things. And that kind of makes me angry. But it is what it is.
0: I know. Well, so on that, because I'm virtual, uh, I tried to... We're supposed to have some social emotional time in the morning for a half hour. That's our built into our schedule. And I just was thinking like, how I cannot sit here and let 30 kids tell me about their day or how tell me something good or Mm -hmm. because i listen to the bobby bone show and he always plays that tell me something good you know and i wanted to incorporate that in my day so i thought okay we bought like the super fancy pair deck uh edition that you can actually see which kids say what in there and it's not just anonymous um so I started a daily slide where kids can type in something good or funny. So it's called Tell me Something Good or Funny." And I push it out to kids when they're coming in in the morning. That's how we start it up is I have some music playing. and I follow uh, Josie Bensco. I think her name on Spotify is Miss Bensco. and she has kid appropriate uh, playlists. So right now I'm going through the TikTok playlist and it's just songs that don't have any bad words and don't talk about inappropriate things. And those are hard to find. So she has a ton, a ton of playlists and I'm just going over and over and through a bunch of them. So I play music, I'm jamming out. I send the link when there's like at least half of them in there. And I just keep sending it out every few minutes till everyone's in and let, let them kind of type stuff. And at this point, kids have gotten or purchased like joke books and they just are just mass typing jokes in there. Like I have to tell them like, Hey friend, you've numbered your jokes. Like, it's like you've typed them out oh, and you know, I, I can't read 10 jokes from you. Okay? He, copied,
1: he copied them before Yes, yeah, the meeting they t- started. They were uh-huh. just
0: ready. They are ready. I tell you. And, and they will put the same joke in like every day that week because, and I'm like, Hey, I start reading. out will go, no, we've already done this one like three times. <laughs> Find me a new joke. But my favorite jokes are the ones where they catch me off guard and i'm like well i like laugh they get me every time it's so wonderful i love the pun jokes or they got star wars jokes but it's nice just it gives them a voice i read them and some of them i know who says all of them because their name is underneath uh for the purchased pair deck version but i even did it before i knew we could do that <laughs> before i knew we could look at who said what they just love to hear what's going on in everybody's lives they get acknowledged like it's almost my birthday. And I'm like, oh, it's almost Shriveli's birthday or, you know, um, I don't even know. It, it just, I, I think that helps build relationships. They feel seen and heard and they can tell me when they have good stuff. They tell me the same thing every single day. Oh, I don't know what to say here. I'm like, okay, there, you know, so-and-so like, <laughs> so it's, it's just, yeah, I really, I really enjoy doing that every day. I don't do it every day. Sometimes I have to go Here's the missing work side, kids. I am super unhappy today because half of you can't figure out where the assignment is. That's never half. It's this, and I, they know it's like the same five kids, but <laughs> go, please check the missing work side. Go check your grades. Make sure you've done everything and you've turned it all in. We're not having fun this morning because I cannot right now, <laughs> but probably four out of the five days a week, we do that. And it takes anywhere between 10 and 15 minutes. Everybody's getting in in the morning. It gives kids a chance to like arrive and not feel like they've missed out on any, you know, curriculum, which is great. So uh, (laughs) I love that one. And then the last one is new for Google meets and that is breakout rooms. The kids are begging me for breakout rooms. We've been doing breakout rooms every other day, math, science, language arts like anything we can possibly do breakout rooms for I love it because it gets them into a smaller group of just their peers and then they can socialize a little bit because poor kids mm-hmm. half of them are only children they have no one else at home to talk to but their parents the reason why they're virtual is because they are concerned about getting the coronavirus so like it's a big deal and and so I like to try to get them in there. I will rotate through. So for me, I can, however many groups, I just, I join one. How's it going? What do you need? Tell me anything, nothing. Great. See you in a bit. And I just rotate through all the groups and pop in and out. And they are adding new features like timers. So I can tell them you have 20 minutes, boop, here's a timer. And then they know I'm going to close the breakout rooms in 20 minutes. Super great. And then there's a new feature where they can push a button that says, uh, John in group three needs help or ask, has a question. And so I can just pop immediately into group three and get their question answered. So they're not just sitting there waiting for me. Like they had been, mm-hmm. or my favorite is I'll share a link with them. <laughs> so yeah, super great. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to share this science link with you. Uh, you know, please click the link open. And then from there you can click through, like if you're in breakout group one, you will click on the, you know, animal number one, cause we're, we were doing biomes. So I get to group six, and they're like, Miss um, Hink, we click the link, and it takes us back, and it makes us copy the same page from before. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've just been in all the other groups. like." And they're just sitting there going, Miss Hink, is not working. I'm like, okay, cool. Let me just troubleshoot and quickly go see who else is having problems. Oh, and by the way, if kids, <laughs> so you know how there's the Google link? You take out the word edit, and you put the word copy. And it forces them to Mm -hmm. make a copy. Well, fun Mm -hmm. fact, if kids are on an iPad, it does not force them to make a copy and they write on your original. So if you're sharing the original, (laughs) (laughs) you're sharing the original with a bunch of different classes like seven, then it's inevitably going to have a bunch of different people typing on the same document. So just a fun fact for all of you out there who are trying to force copy and be smart, it doesn't always work. (laughs) fun fun yeah at least it's engaging kids come in the afternoon to my support room and they're like can can you just go put us in a in a breakout room and i'm like yeah fine normally you'll just sit in here and stare at me and talk to each other through the chat (laughs) go talk like i i trust you if i pop in there and i find out one of you are being jokers i'm not doing this ever again so they're behave they behave Mm -hmm. themselves so they just need those poor kids like just need socialization you know it's trying Mm -hmm. time it's trying times This was fun. I'm glad we could talk about engagement strategies.
1: Yeah, it was so much fun. I hope you come back and see us next time. Yes, and don't forget to bring a friend. Cheers.